indwelling urinary catheters, a pathway to healthcare-associated infections, by Judith L. Clayton. When a urinary catheter is not inserted using proper technique, becomes unclean, or remains in place for too long, microorganisms can travel through the catheter lumen or along the outside of the catheter and infect the bladder or kidneys, resulting in a catheter-associated urinary tract infection, CAUTI. Urinary tract infections resulting from catheter use are one of the most common healthcare-associated infections. The insertion of a urinary catheter is considered to be routine care. Improving practices of placement and removal of urinary catheters requires education aimed at changing the habits of nurses and physicians. Clinicians should follow evidence-based guidelines, including using aseptic technique for site preparation and supplies, and limiting use and duration of the placement of urinary catheters. Perioperative personnel need to be aware of the risks of catheterization and take steps to prevent CAUTIs. This article discusses CAUTIs, including causes and strategies for prevention. In a 2011 point prevalence survey, researchers identified urinary tract infections, UTIs, as the fourth most common healthcare-associated infection, HAI, accounting for more than 12% of infections in U.S. acute care facilities. More than 67% of these identified UTIs were associated with indwelling urinary catheters. The researchers estimated that out of approximately 721,800 annual healthcare-associated infections, 93,300 UTIs and 35,600 catheter-associated urinary tract infections, CAUTIs, occur in acute care hospitals in the United States. Annually, CAUTIs are estimated to increase national health care costs by up to $450 million. Catheter-associated UTIs occur when patients develop symptomatic UTIs resulting from the use of indwelling urinary catheters. This occurs when bacteria or yeast travel up urinary catheters and cause bladder or kidney infections as a result of bacteriuria. For decades, the insertion of urinary catheters has been a common procedure in perioperative services. In the study of 35,904 Medicare inpatients, Wald and others found that nearly 86% of surgical patients had indwelling catheters placed and that 50% of these patients remained catheterized beyond 48 hours postoperatively. Catheterization for longer than two days was associated with an increased likelihood of developing a CAUTI. Catheters may be retained unnecessarily for days because of convenience, misunderstanding of their necessity, or lack of clear orders for removal. Each additional day can increase a patient's risk of infectious catheter-related complications. Today, guidelines emphasize prevention of infection by limiting the use of catheters and their duration of use to decrease the frequency of CAUTIs. Guidelines and Regulations Evidence-based practice guidelines to improve patient outcomes and quality of care are derived from validated current research. More than 30 years ago, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, CDC, published the Guideline for Prevention of Catheter-Associated Urinary Tract Infections. The CDC revised this guideline in 2009 to include new research and technologic advances for preventing CAUTIs with a greater emphasis on prevention. The revised guideline includes specific recommendations for implementing the guidelines, measuring facility performance, 
and instituting surveillance of CAUTIs. The CDC guideline emphasizes using urinary catheters for operative patients only as necessary rather than routinely. Many leading experts, including the Association for Professionals in Infection Control, the Society for Healthcare Epidemiology of America, and the Joint Commission have joined the CDC in providing strategies for prevention of CAUTI. Because CAUTIs are preventable and should not occur during or after admission to a hospital, they are considered never events. The Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services no longer provide reimbursement if a CAUTI occurs during hospitalization, making prevention of CAUTI a top priority for healthcare providers nationwide. The National and State Healthcare Associated Infections Progress Report consists of national and state summaries of HAI data. The CDC published the report in 2016, but it reflects 2014 data. The report indicates reductions in central line-associated bloodstream infections, Clostridium difficile infections, surgical side infections, SSIs, and hospital-acquired methicillin-resistant Staphylococcus aureus since 2008. There was no change in rates of CAUTI between 2009 and 2013. However, there was some progress made at the end of 2014 toward reducing CAUTIs. Additional action is needed to eliminate preventable infections. The U.S. Department of Health and Human Services proposed a 25% reduction in CAUTIs from the 2015 baseline as a target to meet by December 2020. CAUTI Development Catheter-associated urinary tract infections develop when bacteria travel up the urinary catheter into the bladder, or when the catheter is positioned incorrectly, becomes obstructed, or allows for accumulation of urine in the bladder. Contaminated urine in the urine collection bag can also allow microorganisms access to the bladder through the drainage tube in the catheter lumen. The length of time a urinary catheter remains in the bladder directly affects the development of bacteriuria. The longer it is in place, the higher risk of developing a UTI. Nicole estimates that a catheter acquires new bacteria at a rate of 3 to 7% daily. Urinary bacteria can also spread to the bloodstream and are one of the most common sources of secondary bloodstream infections in hospitalized patients with an associated mortality rate of approximately 13%. When contaminated urine flows through a catheter, the microorganisms can attach to the catheter and become continually bathed by the warm nutrients in the urine. As a result, a protective gel can form and become a bacterial biofilm along the outer or inner surface of the catheter. Biofilm is a complex organic material consisting of microorganisms growing in colonies that can incorporate urine components, such as protein and magnesium and calcium ions. Microorganisms in this biofilm may become resistant to antimicrobials and are protected from the patient's own defenses. The longer a urinary catheter remains in place and the biofilm continues to mature, the more likely it becomes for multiple microorganisms to collect. Clinicians can recognize CAUTIs by observing the common signs and symptoms of a UTI in a patient with a catheter. These signs and symptoms include burning or pain in the lower abdomen, fever, burning during urination, and urinary frequency after the catheter is removed. Catheter-associated urinary tract infections can lead to cystitis, pyelonephritis, gram-negative bacteremia, endocarditis, 
vertebral osteomyelitis, septic arthritis, endophthalmitis, meningitis, and prosthetic joint infections. In male patients, CAUTI can lead to prostatitis, epididymitis, and orchitis. In 1975, Schneckleth stated that UTIs were the leading cause of HAIs and reported that the microorganisms most commonly associated with UTIs included Proteus, Escherichia coli, Klebsiella aerobacter, and Pseudominus aeruginosa. Today, Battelotto and Kaufman report that common pathogens associated with UTIs are E. coli, Klebsiella, Enterobacter, S. aureus, Candida, Proteus, Pseudominus, Staphylococcus saprophyticus, and Enterococcus. The most common of these infecting microorganisms is E. coli, which typically lives inside the bowels and can find its way into the urinary tract through the urethra. Proteus mirabilis is likely to be present in patients with long-term indwelling catheters, but is uncommon during short-term catheterization. This microorganism produces urease, which can contribute to the obstruction of urinary catheters. UTI risk factors. Factors that may increase the risk of a UTI after surgery include the age of the patient, the type of surgical procedure, and patient conditions, such as reduced urine flow, mechanical issues, and genetic predisposition to UTIs. Diabetes mellitus may cause glycosuria, increasing the risk of UTIs. Surgeries that are performed on or near the urinary tract, such as prostate surgery, place patients at a higher risk for developing UTIs. Immobility is common after trauma and orthopedic procedures, including some joint surgeries. Prolonged immobility may lead to urinary retention, increasing the risk of UTIs. Older adults are prone to UTIs caused by retention, related to suppressed immune systems, weakened bladder muscles, causing more urinary retention, poor bladder emptying, and incontinence. Older men have increased risks of postoperative retention related to mechanical blockage of their urethra caused by benign prostatic hypertrophy or urethral stricture. Sung and others found that older adults have a greater risk of postoperative urinary retention as the detrusor function deteriorates and the bladder sensation declines. This population may also be more susceptible to the negative effects of analgesic and analgesic agents because of their prolonged duration of action in older adults. Case study. Infections from urinary catheterization can cause complications beyond mere patient discomfort and can result in urosepsis and increased length of hospitalization. Consider the case study that follows. Mrs. A is a 72-year-old patient who undergoes total hip arthroplasty so she can live pain-free and return to dancing with her husband. Her surgery is successful and recovery is going well until postoperative day three, when she develops a fever, and the healthcare team determines that she has a UTI. The surgeon tells her it was caused by the urinary catheter having remained in place. Her son had requested that the catheter remain in place a day longer than recommended to help minimize her pain when getting out of bed and going to the bathroom. After a few days in antibiotic doses, the infection appears to have improved. However, she then begins to experience additional pain. The surgeon tells her it is probably because of her increased activity. Four days after returning home, her incision site becomes inflamed and begins draining a reddish-yellow fluid. She is readmitted to the hospital with a deep SSI, 
and the wound cultures exhibit the same microorganism that was previously found in her urine. The surgeon says the SSI probably developed from the UTI's offending microorganisms. For the next several months, Mrs. A endures multiple hospital stays and visits to the OR for debridement, which eventually progresses to the removal of her hip prosthesis. She is discharged to a long-term care facility to wait for the wound to become clean enough for re-implementation of a new hip, which takes three months. She becomes depressed, loses weight, and requires a feeding tube. In addition to her health problems, she has financial concerns because her care is not fully covered by her health insurance. Similar scenarios could be occurring in ORs nationwide. Garg and others believe UTIs are responsible for silent infections that can result in deep joint infection after joint replacement surgery. They conducted an 11-month study of 150 patients who underwent joint replacements, for example, total hip, total knee, or bipolar arthroplasty. During this period, 12 of 40 patients who were catheterized preoperatively developed postoperative UTIs. Two patients from this group developed postoperative wound infections. This study demonstrated a significant correlation between patients with UTIs and postoperative wound infections. Indications for placement and removal of catheters. Inserting a urinary catheter is a common practice in the perioperative setting for urologic surgery, prolonged surgery, surgery on structures adjacent to the genitourinary tract, patients receiving high-volume infusions, patients receiving diuretics during surgery, or when intraoperative monitoring of urinary output is necessary. Patients may be at high risk for postoperative urinary retention and require urinary catheters when undergoing surgical procedures lasting longer than two and a half hours under general or spinal anesthesia. Also at high risk are patients undergoing abdoperineal resections or concomitant pelvic procedures. Patients with enlarged prostates or history of urinary dysfunction or neurological diseases are also at increased risk. Bladder decompression and measurement of urine output is also crucial when patients receive large amounts of fluids during a procedure or receive a diuretic. Some patients, such as critically ill patients, trauma patients, or patients undergoing urinary procedures, require close monitoring of urinary output. During gynecologic procedures, urinary catheters improve surgical exposure, reduce the risk of injury to the ureter or bladder, and prevent urinary retention. Some physicians may place urinary catheters to prevent patients from having to get up to use the bathroom, thus experiencing less postoperative pain and requiring less medication for pain. Anesthetic techniques such as epidural analgesia and spinal anesthesia, require the management of potential postoperative urinary retention with the insertion of a catheter. After receiving spinal anesthetics, patients lose the sensation to void within approximately one minute. Within two to five minutes, they lose the ability to contract the detrusor muscle. As a result, the use of long-acting spinal anesthetics can contribute to postoperative urinary retention. The anesthesia provider may want to consider using a shorter-acting spinal anesthetic. It is standard practice to insert a catheter for abdominal colorectal surgical operations. For patients undergoing abdominal colorectal surgery, early removal of the urinary catheter on postoperative day one is recommended. For mid- to low-rectal surgeries, the risk of urinary retention increases, and the removal of the catheter on postoperative days three to six is recommended. However, 
the exact timing of removal cannot be recommended based on current studies. Removal of the urinary catheter promotes early mobilization, which is crucial to postoperative recovery after all surgeries. Minimizing the risk of CAUTIs. Gould and others noted that 17 to 69% of CAUTIs could be prevented by using proper infection control measures. Reducing the risk of CAUTIs is dependent on an appropriate reason for placement, selection of urinary catheter size, ample lubrication, use of a septic technique, and timely catheter removal. Urinary catheters must be inserted carefully using a septic technique, maintained properly, and use a closed drainage system that provides an unobstructed urine flow. According to Nicole, there is strong evidence to support a decrease in bacteriuria when using a closed system. Urinary catheter placement technique. Because of anatomical differences, inserting a urinary catheter requires different techniques for male and female patients. When inserting a catheter in a male patient, the perioperative nurse should perform hand hygiene, drape so that the penis is exposed, don sterile gloves, prepare the urethral meatus and glans penis with antiseptic solution using sterile technique, Hold the penis with a non-dominant hand at a 90-degree angle toward the ceiling. Insert the well-lubricated catheter into the urethral meatus with a dominant sterile-gloved hand. Advance the catheter toward its hub while cautiously maneuvering through the bulbar membranus and prostatic urethra. Observe for spontaneous return of urine to confirm placement in the bladder and inflate the catheter balloon with sterile water or saline according to the manufacturer's recommendations. Inserting a urinary catheter in a female patient has its own challenges. Although the urethra is shorter in females, the meatus is in a less accessible location. When inserting a catheter in a female patient, the perioperative nurse should perform hand hygiene, place the patient in a frog-leg position for accessibility, don sterile gloves, use the non-dominant hand to separate the labia and expose the urethral meatus. Prepare the perineum and urethral meatus with an antiseptic solution using sterile technique. Insert the well-lubricated catheter into the urethral meatus with a dominant sterile-gloved hand. Verify placement by spontaneous return of urine and inflate the catheter balloon with sterile water or saline according to the manufacturer's recommendations. Additional assistance may be necessary to expose the meatus properly with patients who are morbidly obese. For these patients, exposure may be optimized if the patient is placed in the Trendelenburg position, which may help to move the paniculus away from the area. In some situations, a second person may need to don gloves and assist with retracting the labial folds. Swabbing the area with povidone iodine may help clinicians see the meatus. In the event that the urinary catheter is accidentally inserted into the vagina, the clinician should leave that catheter in place and use a new sterile catheter to insert into the meatus. Maintenance of the urinary catheter. Urinary catheter maintenance includes using proper hand hygiene, securing the catheter, using a closed drainage system, obtaining specimens aseptically, replacing the system if a break in asepsis occurs, and avoiding irrigation for the purpose of preventing infection. Proper catheter positioning during surgery is important. There are many devices available, such as Statlock and CathSecure, 
to prevent catheters from being pulled. The perioperative nurse must place the catheter in the bag below the level of the bladder to prevent urine reflux into the bladder. Urine accumulating in the bladder may increase the risk of infection. In addition, the perioperative nurse must position the catheter and bag so that the urine flow is unobstructed. Whether the perioperative nurse chooses to place the catheter under or over the leg, or to place the urinary drainage bag in a location that allows the anesthesia care provider to monitor urine output, he or she must accomplish this without kinking or pulling on the catheter. CAUTI Prevention Strategies Preventing CAUTIs begins with avoiding unnecessary use of urinary catheters, developing policies for insertion and maintenance of catheters, selecting the appropriate catheter, and instituting surveillance of CAUTIs and catheter use. Multidisciplinary perioperative teams should develop criteria for inserting catheters based on necessity, risk factors for CAUTIs, and a determination of who could be at risk for morbidity or mortality from urinary catheters. Implementing a facility-wide CAUTI protocol can decrease the incidence of CAUTIs. A CAUTI protocol can improve the plan of care for the patient by ensuring that care meets the established criteria for insertion of catheters, adheres to standardized catheter care guidelines, and prompts early removal of catheters. Protocols can also improve documentation of dates on catheter insertion and removal, the type of catheter, such as new indwelling, chronic indwelling, reinsertion, or change of device, reason for insertion, and justification of necessity. Healthcare personnel may improve catheter use by monitoring the average catheter duration, for example, catheter days, developing reminder systems, such as daily checklist and verbal or written reminders to assess catheters, can assist with prompt removal. Creating a stop order that prompts the clinician to remove a catheter after a designated period has been found to reduce the duration of catheter use. The chosen system or method can target the physician, nurse, and in some cases, both. Stop orders may target the physician by asking for the order to be renewed or discontinued. A stop order directed at the nurse can prompt him or her to obtain an order for catheter removal. Ensuring that all members of the healthcare team are aware that a patient has an indwelling urinary catheter is an important strategy to reduce CAUTIs. To ensure that the healthcare team provides appropriate and timely care, documentation should include the indication for the urinary catheter on each day of use. Because many facilities do not have a reminder system, a physician can forget that a catheter is in place, especially if it was unnecessarily placed, and may therefore forget to order its removal. One study analyzed survey results from approximately 517 hospitals and found that 56% of hospitals had no sufficient system to keep track of catheterized patients, and 74% of hospitals do not keep track of how long the catheters are in place. Nurses may not even be aware of when a catheter was initially placed. Interventions facilitating the prompt removal of unnecessary catheters can have a strong effect on prevention of CAUTIs. Nurses need to be proactive and ask physicians for orders to remove catheters if they are no longer medically indicated. Early removal of a catheter requires accurate documentation of the urinary catheter, including indication for use and the date and time of insertion. It is also essential to include catheter information and handover communication during transfer of care. 
This communication should take place between the OR and post-anesthesia care unit nurses, and also between the post-anesthesia care unit nurse and the nurse assuming care on the post-operative unit, for example, medical surgical unit or intensive care unit. Conclusion The long-term effects of CAUTIs are not only costly as a result of treating the infection and increased length of hospital stay, but can lead to sepsis and even death. The U.S. healthcare system faces many challenges as clinicians strive to improve the quality and safety of patient care. By reducing CAUTIs, the frequency of symptomatic UTIs and morbidity from related complications will decrease. A major focus for healthcare facility CAUTI reduction programs should be to adhere to established CDC guidelines, limit the overall use of indwelling urinary catheters, and focus on timely removal. Perioperative catheter placement should occur only if the patient meets specific criteria as determined by the facility. Strategies that may reduce the rate of CAUTIs include developing notification systems, implementing nurse-driven protocols, selecting proper-sized catheters, and removing catheters as soon as possible.